Stampede. Garner is into 191, recorded 7 16 2023. It's obvious this country has a lot of people who have real issues with anger, and they may be capable of committing violence. At present, there are people who have emotional disorders or are mentally ill and pose an individual threat to this country's rule of law. But that doesn't mean what can take place if a large number of people combine to commit violence against the government. It's usually referred to as a revolution, and history tells us it takes place from time to time. Our own revolution against the colonialists over taxation without representation nearly 250 years ago is a good example. So it isn't a stretch to believe a country like our own Mildly speaking, which has a large number of people who have guns, might potentially be a big problem. 
and any number of things could cause them to gather together to overthrow what they consider the corruptive practices of our politicians. Of course, it doesn't help to have arrogant and pompous figures in the government. That in and of itself produces animus. Perhaps if the people in power projected a degree of humility or even a sense of contrition to the American people when showing their gratitude working on their behalf, they could ease tensions. But alas, they think so much of themselves, the only conceded communication they can offer is how strong and powerful they are when making decisions. They're prideful in telling Americans how their point of view is the correct point of view, never with a sense of modesty. And why shouldn't they? Many are millionaires, if not billionaires, and they're always correct in what and how things should be done. They hold themselves up with pride, saying they know what is best. But a large number of people in this country, at a minimum, distrust what our leaders do. And, at a maximum, may want to remove them by force. At this point, any financial disruption could spark a violent confrontation on the part of the American people. And it could be directed toward individuals in power. It's possible any attempt to remove politicians in authority by voting them out of office won't be the desired means of change. This is a violent country and a large number of people believe violence is the way to resolve contested issues. It's not enough to just say road rage with people shooting one another on the freeways or someone walking down a peaceful neighborhood and randomly shooting innocent people will eventually come to an end. No, that kind of violence is contagious and can spread toward people in authority, the police, 
the politicians or anyone associated with making decisions for the American public will be targets if a financial crisis strikes this country. We have people who like to bring up the founding fathers and their wisdom of writing our Constitution. Well, if those founding fathers were able to return today to see what has become of this country, they'd probably wish they never attempted to write the guiding principles for founding this nation. From sea to shining sea, they would find a country with little to no relationship to what their lives were made of in the past. Even with its slavery and taking of native lands, nothing could compare to the grotesque values of greed, corruption, and violence that's characterized this country today. We like to say we're a country of laws, but nothing seems to stop us from falling into the abyss as a failed state with little to no moral strength. No, our founding fathers couldn't believe our government is $32 trillion in debt. In fact, that number is nearly incomprehensible. And they sure as hell would never have accepted our military positioned around the world. No, the values of America's Constitution couldn't possibly have intended what exists today.
if the signers of the Constitution were brought back to see our country today, they'd probably tear up their documents declaring a new nation. What they had envisioned was a free and prosperous nation. Our politicians and the propagandists tell the American people there's nothing to worry about, that everything is under control. And of course, they're correct. Everything is under control. It has a judicial system with a record number of people incarcerated, with dozens of law enforcement agencies created to make sure everything remains under control. The ethical manner in which this country disposes of 30 to 40 percent of all slaughtered animals it produces as food ends up in landfills as garbage, is all under control. The corruption with greed and violence by an economic system of consumerism is all under control with nothing to worry about. The moral degradation of values, all promoted and encouraged in the name of freedom, are all under control and aren't anything to be concerned about. Yeah, Americans have nothing to fear about our future, because we're living the dream. Progress is our most important product in this country. And it's going to continue moving us right along as if nothing is wrong. Why shouldn't we sit back and enjoy 18 hours of watching something on an electronic screen? Because we're being modified to live without nature. We just need to live in our smartphones. And that'll make us healthy. And whatever you do... Don't think about using that dirty word inflation, because that really doesn't exist. It's a mirage, and everything, I mean everything, is under control. No false steps here in this country, because if the government needs more money to operate, all it needs to do is print more money. Yep, just fall out of bed and turn on your electronic devices and spend the next 18 hours working. And don't forget to call to have some food delivered at your doorstep. Because you're addicted to eating that genetically grown chicken with fries for lunch.
Now, when it comes to talking about America's foreign policies, I'm not shy about describing our hypocrisies. We love to boast to the rest of the world how our way of life is something to emulate. And, in fact, if our involvement with other foreign countries aren't working as we'd like, well, no one is going to do anything about it, especially if we call the leader of the Chinese government a dictator. Or worse, supply banned weapons by 100 countries to defend Ukraine. And why shouldn't we? Just because every major city from sea to shining sea in this country has mayors voted into office automatically by machine politics, making certain one party and only one party remains in power, doesn't mean we have mayors that are dictators. Of course not. We're a democracy. Just because the same party has ruled in urban America for about 70 or maybe more years doesn't make it a dictatorship. It just so happens machine politics votes the same way. And what's wrong with that? Now, I'm not an apologist for Vladimir Putin. His approach has been wrong militarily resolving Russia's concern about security with its historical and long-held relationship with Ukraine. The facts are Russia will not and probably cannot be pushed back to its original border. It has a next part of Ukraine which has a large population of Russian-speaking people and it will conduct elections to bolster its claim that it is part of Russia. Any attempt to militarily remove Russia from Ukrainian soil will not succeed and will only push Putin to eliminate that threat, ending the war by militarily defeating the Ukrainian army, which would escalate and widen the war. This war was instigated by our own State Department in 2014 by supporting changing Russia's influence in Ukraine because of it politically aligning with the West. And Russia's attempt to supply energy to Western Europe by the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which was sabotaged and destroyed. That's what started this conflict. And sending cluster bomb ammunition to Ukraine's army will only increase in escalating, widening the war.
When President Biden talks about an inflection point in history, he fails to describe what it is. Well, I don't like being the bearer of bad news, but the future isn't looking good for us. In fact, many countries aren't looking to us as the salvation for the coming future, but rather the problem. We're at the inflection point, all right. And selling weapons to countries like Turkey, India, and many South American countries isn't going to help to bolster the condition of the United States' strength of its dollar to other currencies. Many countries want to abandon the privileged position the U.S. currency has held for 78 years and are looking to find economic strength with the BRICS alliance. No politician or their propagandists are allowed to discuss that acronym since its founding in 2010. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa have formed a financial coalition that is challenging the way America does business around the world, and especially toward its policy of buying and selling crude oil. The petrodollar is coming to an end, if it hasn't already died, and no politician will be permitted to tell the American people about that inflection point. The facts are America consumes over 20 million barrels of crude oil each day, and if that comes to a screeching halt, an inflection point won't be able to describe what's coming. The rest of the world may not want America to be the leader in global affairs, but may actually consider it as the enemy to global stability. And that'll be an inflection point that finds our military around the world coming home. Our battleships brought back to defend the homeland from attacks. If you thought the inflection point would be a generation of peace, you'll have to reevaluate that expectation. If by some strange reversal, peace is finally achieved in foreign affairs. The U.S. will have to capitulate, but that doesn't preclude the uncalculable violence that'll happen domestically. And that'll be an unrivaled inflection point.
This week on Garnerism, do you first heard music by one of Hollywood's most distinguished composer, Max Steiner? Steiner belonged to the golden age of the motion picture industry and was considered a child prodigy when at the age of 12 he composed an operetta. He scored the music to 300 movies and was nominated for 24 Academy Awards and won three. You first heard Bill Watling and Melanie from Gone with the Wind, 1939, then Charge of the Light Brigade, 1936, followed by first love scene for the 1942 movie Now Voyager, then Beyond the Forest, 1949. Next, a cut from the 1948 movie The Treasure of Sierra Madre, Bandidos, and to close, a cut from Gone with the Wind. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.